The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is 24 minutes past the hour of 9 o'clock here at WKOM 101 FM. A beautiful day here in cool Columbia, Tennessee, and it is very cool outside. Not, I'm not mad about it. It's very nice out. And one of the coolest things about Friday is we get to talk about games that are outside of maybe sm-tnsports.com coverage area but also within the listenership area of WKOM, and that reaches all the way into South Nashville, which means we're going to bring in our friend, 615 Preps, Chris Brooks. Chris, welcome. Morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well, Chris. Appreciate you joining us. Um, Absolutely. Hey, I know you were out on Thursday night covering a little football. Um we fortunately did not have any Thursday night games last night, and so I was able to kind of sit home and watch a little Padres Cardinals. But that's that's neither here nor there. I, 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 I know that we are all glad to to still have high school football to watch. But um, what um, what did you see where you were at? Well, I was at Stewart's Creek last night. They had McGavick for a region game. And, and I, I look at the schedules when they first come out and, and pick out some Thursday games just so I can take the day off of work on the following Friday because this isn't my full-time job. If some people haven't figured that out by now. But uh, Stewart's Creek, they ran over McGavick, and it wasn't really a surprise, 49-6. to six. You know, The Red Hawks have kind of played with a chip on their shoulder all year long. They lost 30-something seniors off of last year's team, they pretty much had an entire coaching overhaul again for the second straight year. Uh, ben Caldwell was on a, was on the staff last year, was elevated to head coach, and he's done a really good job of getting this team competitive right off the bat. They are the only team that even hung more than 10 points up against Oakland, which is an, an accomplishment in itself this year. And, and he's got a court. That was a pickup game, right? It was. It was a pickup game on maybe a couple of days' notice, really. It was a it was a short notice game, and they, they put 24 up against them. They lost by 24, but you know, <laughs> most, most teams have been losing by 24 to Oakland or more than that. So, you know, he's, they've easily done the best against the Patriots this year. But they've got a quarterback, Alex Krink, who was a receiver last year. They pulled him back into the quarterback spot. And he's kind of really just taken over this team as a leader. Runs a lot of stuff out of options, a lot of pre-snap reads that he's having to do well, stuff for the line of scrimmage and he's been really impressive in the two games that i've seen him this year this region of course it's got four metro teams in it so really it's going to be those three teams laverne smyrna and, and stewart's creek and then cane ridge they're going to make the playoffs there, there's it's really about decided at this point 
So what Stewart's Creek can figure out is how far up they can get in that region order to avoid seeing a Brentwood or a Ravenwood in the first round. Okay. All right. Um, dealing with the number of Metro teams in that region and, and five, three a is, is much the same with Giles County. And then, um, the rest made up of Metro teams with them just getting back on the field this past week, this being their week two. Um, what did you, and, and for McGavick, I guess this was their first game because they were supposed to play at Hillwood last week and one or both of them was out of action for COVID. Is well, that correct? It was actually their second game. They picked up good pasture on That's right. literally seven hours notice, like 1030 <laughs> Friday morning. That game was made. And they played it. So you're saying there's still a chance for some other teams in our area tonight? It's, as long as <laughs> they, they, they got about another they hour. They still got an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to try to break the record, yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's... 10.30 is the record right now. Goodness. But, uh, yeah, they, they, it was 42-12. They lost a good pass. I don't really think they were trying to get in there and, and do anything but just get game reps in. Okay. Your game last night was at Stewart's Creek, I assume? It was. It was. And the, the, only my second game that I've done in Rutherford County this year. Okay. Um, but I will, say, I will say this about the crowds there. Mm-hmm. They have taken social distancing and masks extremely seriously, far more so than any place else that I've seen. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. That's that's good to hear. Wear a mask. Um, did you go to a Metro game last week? I did not get to go to a Metro game last week. I was actually at Ensworth. They played NBA in that one. Okay. NBA kind of rolled in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of really good things about Marcel Price. Uh, Marcel Reed, excuse me. Yeah, he's gotten a lot bigger just as a player. He's growing into his body a lot more. He looks like a, a, a really good dual threat quarterback. They're going to be good with him at the helm for a couple more years. From what I understand, um, there's some extra, I guess, some pregame protocols for – media members and that kind of thing as it pertains to Metro school football coverage. Have you heard, are you aware of anything along those lines? I, I had my other guy, Scott Burton, actually out at Antioch last night, and, and he said it was it was tough trying to navigate all of that because they were trying to shut the crowd out but let the people in who needed to be in there. So I haven't seen it personally until we go oh. until we go to a Metro game ourselves. It'd be tough to figure out how to navigate all that. He's going to be at, at Overton tonight for Beach and Hillsboro. So we'll learn more about how they're handling that kind of stuff at that point. I would imagine they're taking more precautions just because they're trying to keep everybody out with, with all that happened at Procon with you know, fans getting in the parking lot, trying to watch the game there from the parking lot, and then even Metro Police having to get involved and, and tell them to get out. You know, it, it's not a great situation, but at the same time, you know, these were these were the the, the guidelines in place for them to play. Right. So nobody likes it, but we've got to navigate it. Right. It's my understanding that you know media members pretty well need to. Um make advanced plans with whatever school, whatever, whoever the host school is to be able to get in. So, um, yeah. And we tried to do that with everybody this year, just because 
know, it's a, it's a good thing to do and to keep people from having to go into the press box for any reason. We're trying to get rosters pretty much one or two days in advance. How's that working for you? Not well. <laughs> All right. I, I not just, well. I didn't know if you were having any better luck than we were or not. <laughs> Every I'll not get one in advance, but I may have to go up there and stick my head in the window and say, hey, you got the other roster? Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think as more people kind of figure out what we're trying to do, that'll get a little bit better. Plus, we'll be seeing teams that we've covered before that they understand that, you know, it's important for us to not go up there if we can help it. Right. Speaking with Chris Brooks from 615 Preps, Chris, last night some history was made over at the Hill as Green Hill gets a 52-6 to win over Stratford. Um, what's ha, Have you seen anything about this Green Hill team or something that obviously a, a new school and whatnot, uh, how difficult is that to start your first season in, um, in during COVID? That's got to be tough, huh? It's been difficult for them for a number of reasons, COVID being forced first and foremost, because the the off-season program for them was basically shuttered. Everything was done virtually. And they had to, they've had to shuffle their schedule like everybody else. And then you're trying to deal with getting a team off the ground and getting some chemistry amongst them. It's been difficult for them, but you know, last night was huge for them, for Josh Crouch and that program, because you know you don't want to go zero and ten your first season like Rockville did last year. You get that first win on the field in your first year, and it's a it's a program builder. Um, Chris, you mentioned one of the games. I guess you were going tonight to um, Overton for Beach Hills Bar. Is that right? I've got one guy going there. I'm going to be headed to Smyrna for King Ridge and Smyrna. Okay. Um, so is Hillsborough playing their home games at Overton? They're, that That's right now. I guess that's the plan if Overton's not at home themselves. Uh, this was actually – it was shuffled between Overton and possibly playing at Beach. They, they changed the site twice, I think, this week <laughs> and settled on playing at Overton. So uh, until Hillsborough gets their home field back, and I, I don't know when that's going to be, um, they're going to be kind of – Nomads again. It's the third straight season, and they've kind of been. That, Has it been three boat. years? I, I, I think it's right. Yeah, uh, man, that's tough. And for them to have had the success that they've had in in the face of all that is pretty amazing. Um, and and I um I saw on your website you guys do a little um prognosticating of Friday night games, and and it almost looks like. Y'all cheated off of each other as you picked the score of of this um, Beach Hillsborough game. I told I told Scott Burton, my co-host, that uh, it was just kind of wild that we had the same idea of how the game was going to go. And I didn't look at their scores when they sent them to me. I was like, I'm, I'm trying to figure mine out, and then I look at theirs, and I was like, You got to be kidding me! We all picked we all picked 24-21 for Beach, and it's like. How does this even happen? Like, <laughs> I don't know. 2020 strikes again, I guess. I don't know. There you go. It's going to be a lot of fun out in the entire mid-state area tonight, Chris. Any games outside of the ones that you are covering that you will be looking at? I know we will certainly we'll, – we'll be talking about some of those, and it's probably the same one that you're about to mention. But any particular game that you're keeping an eye on tonight? Yeah, I think you had you had that in mind. Open the Brentwood, obviously, is the big I mean, <laughs> and 
And when they made that game a couple days ago, I'm like, how do we get our guys out there? But we had already asked where we were going, so we didn't want to we didn't want to renege on that one. So, but uh, yeah, that's huge for those teams. Could this be a Blue Cross poll preview? Perhaps. I think Oakland's going to get there, but the western half of that bracket is up for grabs between Brentwood, Ravenwood, Independence, and whoever stumbles out of West Tennessee because with Memphis not playing, that side of that bracket is completely wide open. Yeah, and um, like you said, Oakland feels like a favorite to get back to Cookville. Um, The sad thing about matchups like this is – in this current climate that we're in, I mean, can you imagine how many seats, how many tickets you could sell to that game under normal right. conditions? Yeah, listen, I had Beach and Gallatin last year. They had nearly 7,000 people. Beach's stands are much bigger than Brentwood's, but Brentwood would have packed them in pretty much as well. Yeah, there's no telling what that number could have been had it not been for the restrictions, um, and it's unfortunate. But – I think they're they're doing the game on YouTube as well if it if it's not televised, but people will get to watch it in some way, shape, or form tonight. Yeah, Brentwood does. Um, their their media yeah. program is very good over at Brentwood, and they they do a great job. And the difference in this game particularly is that they're unable to get a full week of preparation, and you barely even knew you were going to be playing Oakland. Now you're preparing. You go from preparing for Jackson Campbell to a completely different style of offense. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's going to be a real test for Brentwood's defense because there's so many playmakers on Oakland, on Oakland's offense, and they're not on the field at the same time, which is scary because even if you have, you know, Antonio Patterson taking reps or getting rest, Jordan James is right there as well to pick up a slack at running back. You know, Oakland comes at you so many different ways with so many different weapons that if you had take one play off, they're gone. It's wild. It's it's um gonna be a challenge for Brentwood, but I, I think um at this point the ability to get on the field kind of trumps everything else. For sure, for both teams really because Oakland's been hit hard with you know scheduling cancellations on their own end. Of course they, they lost their game at Blackman this week. They've lost the game earlier in the season, I know I think I don't remember who it was, but it would have been the second game that they've lost due to COVID and um, not their own fault either. Right. Which is, which would be tough. And meanwhile, Brentwood was supposed to play Christ Presbyterian last week and couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so this would have been their second straight week as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) as we've said on here on more than one occasion, it's a fluid situation, but I really do um, tip my cap to these coaches for, for being so adaptive and adaptable and, picking up these games on the fly the way they have in a lot of instances. It's really forced them to be creative in scheduling and not just in game situations, but their entire week. Because like you said, they could be preparing for one opponent Monday through Wednesday, Thursday morning comes around. You got to find another game and get a game plan on a few hours notice and have your kids get that game plan and start working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, these coaches have done a terrific job for the most part of, just being adaptive and flexible and, and just having open minds about where they play, who they schedule. And it's good to see that, and I hope it kind of forces some different matchups going forward when we get the new regions in a couple of weeks to see how these matchups might play out in the next two years. 
Chris Brooks, 615 Preps. Chris, thanks so much for everything you do for high school football in the Mid-State area. You are a wealth of knowledge, and you can follow him and his team over at 615 Preps on Twitter. Where else can they get you, Chris, or how can they follow you? Uh, also on Instagram at, at cbrookstn. I personally at cbrookstn on Twitter as well. We also have our 615 Preps Facebook page and our YouTube channel, which we're putting up content weekly. We've got game highlights from last night's game for Stewart's Creek and McGavick. I know I think we also have Antioch Hunters Lane coming probably tomorrow as well. And we'll have we'll drop some more videos on Sunday from tonight's games as well. We appreciate it. Like I said, thanks for taking some time to join us today here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Um, once again, Chris Brooks, 615 Preps. Make sure to check them out. They do a great job covering high school football in this area. Chris, thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate what y'all do as well for high school football. And uh, y'all enjoy tonight. Hey, thank you, Chris. They do a pretty good job with 931 Preps as well. But um, the, the, the title is 615 Preps. Hey, when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we are going to talk a little bit more about some games going on in the WKOM coverage area. Stay tuned.